Hey, this is Troy Baker. And Nolan North. And you're listening to My, my Xbox, Xbox and, and me. me. Hey, we did that together. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 113. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the man behind my reviews, Gary, how are you? Hi, I'm good, I'm better. Does, no, I, did you like my pause? Did I you like did. My it was like you were going to say something different, and then you didn't. No, exactly, exactly. That's my First, kind of thing. First of all, I'd like to apologise for last week's episode to everybody. Um, maybe we should have taken a week off, because clearly I'm not allowed to drink on the podcast anymore, because I was drunk and it was bad. It was bad. I even I listened back as I was editing, and I was like, oh God, Corey, please don't ever do this to us again. This was terrible. But yeah, uh, Gary, how are you? How's things? I'm good. I, um, I had a... Pretty nasty cold for for a while back there. Yeah, um, back back in back in last year. Back in last year. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Fix. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Twenty eighteen is upon us. We are three days in, and I've already broke one of my New Year's resolutions. Which one? So, I said I'm good. So what I'm doing is I'm giving up. I said, <laughs> I said in January I'm going to give up pornography, and I'm going to give up meat. Which one do you think I've broke? Uh, I I mean. Ooh, the, that's a loaded question right there. It's a very loaded uh, question, um, but meat. what do you reckon? Nope, pornography. Oh, no. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was going to be that one, but I didn't want to say that. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, so I've gone, I'm going veggie this month, which is a interesting one. So yesterday was a vegetable curry, and for lunch I had quiche, and I don't like quiche, I found out. So yes. Quiche is just a shit pizza. Keys is horrible. Yeah. It's not nice at all. Um, anyway, this is my Xbox and me. Welcome. Uh, this is episode 113. I said all that. Uh, let's get into the rig and roll. If you want to find us, you can get us on YouTube, youtube.com slash my Xbox and me. We have hit one of our goals, which was 100 subscribers. Thank you very much, everyone that subscribed. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go for the 200 mark now, please. If you're not subscribed over there, please go subscribe. Um, really does help us. It helps us in tons of things, more than what you'd know, like talking to developers. They obviously look at YouTube numbers when we try to get review codes, uh, try and get people on the show as guests. They don't want. They think you're talking to nobody if you've got no YouTube subs, even though they don't check the SoundCloud numbers, stuff like that. So if you have a YouTube account and you're not subbed to YouTube dot com slash my xbox and me please head over there would have mean a lot to me um apart from that obviously you can get us on patreon patreon.com slash mc fixer uh there are a ton of new tiers over there we have got a movie night watch along we have got um fan mail tier where you're going to get some stuff and obviously for this show which is most importantly you can still get the audio version of this show early and the video version uh one the audio is three dollars and the video is four gary hi <laughs> are you okay i'm i'm good i'm i'm good <laughs> i'm over the worst of it <laughs> Because you're going to ask me what what's in my box, right? I am. And I'm going to say I was mm-hmm. ill as fuck, and the only thing in my box was Netflix. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, so we're going to just jump into what's in your box. What have you been playing this week, Gary? <laughs> what has been in your box you've been playing? So I've watched uh, a lot of um, old British sitcoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know Friends is on Netflix now? I did know that. I did. That's, uh, that's something. So um, no games from you? Uh, nothing that was on Xbox. I streamed okay, a bit lucky. last night, but as you know, you know, yeah. knowing what oh, I streamed. Oh, you playing Mario? Yeah, I was playing, Mario, playing Mario, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have been playing 
the one and only PUBG on console, obviously. Uh, still enjoying it. Runs so much better on the X still. It looks so much better. Um, nothing really more to say there. Apart from that, I am going back and playing some more Assassin's Creed Origins. Because they've got the, the new missions they added. Um, that I want to get into, but I'm not... I didn't hit the level cap. I haven't hit 40. Did you finish the main was, story? I finished, yes, ah. yes, come on. Come I, I, on. We'll I get into that. I couldn't remember we'll if get you into were, that. Don't you worry. I just did all the side worry. quests. And um, apart from that, I, be, I played a little bit of FIFA again today. A bit more FIFA. But apart from that, that's about it. There's no new games out until the end of the month, guys, for Xbox. All we have is, on the Xbox this month, all we have is Dragon Ball Fighter Z and Monster Hunter Worlds. Yep, that's which, it. That's it. That's literally it this month from us. It's great if, if you're forgetting a, anything. It's great if you're a gamer if you only want some time off in January. Well, yeah, but if you, if if you're, if you're a gamer and want new games, there's nothing. The one thing I am doing is I'm gonna go back and play uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. I'm gonna start streaming that again, uh, so I can play Wolfenstein Two that I never got around to playing. So I'm trying to take this time to play the games that I missed. It's like that's like the important yeah. thing. Yeah, trying to try to get back to them. Um. Let's just jump straight into the top of the show then, Gary. And uh, we said it last week, and uh, it's in the title this week. Game of the Year. Woo. 2017. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. So the way we're going to do this is we both have a top 10 list uh, of our games. We will start at 10 and go obviously, to one. Uh, I want to talk about the game that you've chosen for that number, why you've chosen it, what you liked about the game, what you didn't like about the game. This might be a little bit of a, a longer episode than usual, but um, I hope you guys enjoy it. There's a tiny bit of news out there, not a lot, so you're not really missing much. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the conversation, I guess. Gary, I'm really looking forward 10. to seeing how different these lists are. I feel like yeah, our, well, I feel like our taste in games diverges in a few on purpose. In a that few is places. Like, yeah. For me, I, I wouldn't not, want someone here who not literally in a bad way. likes. No, no, not at all. <laughs> that literally likes the same games as I do. There'd be no conversation about. I wouldn't be playing Monster Hunter Worlds or certain other games. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, like, we get lost in the shuffle. I got your weird Japanese shit coming, bro. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, so number 10, what have you got on your list? So at number 10 on my Xbox game of the year list, I have Sniper Elite 4. Ooh, okay. I really I never enjoyed played that it. game. Um, Why? What was what was good about it? It was my first Sniper Elite game. Um, okay. And like I'd gone all in on it. So like the year before, I talked to the devs at EGX about it. Um and like played a, a big level of it, but that like the thing that really really impresses me about Sniper Elite Four is like each level, which I think there was eight, um, is mm-hmm. like its own sandbox, so they're so okay. big, um, and you've you not know, you've got like your main objective, say like kill such and such is like the main objective, but there's so many yeah. optional objectives that take place in like all of these different places, and just sneaking around and trying to find my way to each and every one of these places and do the objectives and to not get absolutely murdered by Nazis because, again, I'm one guy with a sniper rifle. Um, yeah. was fantastic. There were some great mechanics. Like, uh, there was a level where there was a cannon firing at, like, okay. certain intervals, and you could hear it reload. And when you could hear it reload, that meant you could prime a shot and 
when you pulled the trigger, if you did it at the right time, the sound was masked by the sound of the cannon firing, which created this really nice sort of gameplay loop of, right, I can shoot someone without getting caught if I time it right. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Because, obviously, yeah, the, I don't think you got silences, silenced uh, sniper rifles. Yeah. Which just mm. added another layer to the game. But I really, I really had a good time with it. Number 10. It gets in your top 10. That's how good it was. Yes. Interesting. 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 I did that on purpose, Ben Jack. Um, okay. Number 10 for me may come to surprise to some people. Resident Evil 7. Interesting. Um, Resident interesting, Evil 7 interesting. was... <laughs> Resident Evil 7 was a great game. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, it did so many things right. But, as I've said time and time again... And I was super, super ready for it. It to me still wasn't a Resident Evil game, which to some people are like, that's stupid. Like, no, that there's such tangential attachments to the series, which we learn even more so with the DLC um, and stuff like that. Like, this isn't the Resident Evil world we know. This game does take place after six as well, but you couldn't tell at all. So. For them to not reference anybody from the Resident Evil world, number one, I didn't like. Uh, number two, to have no real iconic um, bad guy from the Resident Evil world, even being the reason behind the whole thing. Well, I'm trying not to spoil games as yeah, well, but course, if you haven't played yeah. Resident Evil, come on. Um, just, you know, Resident Evil 7, again, great survival horror game, great game, scary, a lot of fun. But if it was called something else, I don't think it would would have had it would have had the same reach, but not had the same. Um, I wouldn't have you wouldn't held have it to the same regard of everything else. Hated, yeah. No, yeah, I don't hate it. Again, it's on my top ten. I played definitely worse games out there than this, but uh, definitely ten on my list. Number nine, Gary. What Number you got? Nine. Number nine, I got this little game. You've probably never heard of it. It's called Assassin's Creed Origins. I hate your guts. <laughs> number number nine. nine spot. Okay. I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed Origins. Like I, I really did. Um, I loved the open world. I loved exploring. Um, I'm not. I wasn't skiing on the hunting uh, or the gear mechanics. Sort of having to keep swapping out between. Like all the different weapons, like I liked the fact that there were different types of weapons in there. They just felt like yeah. I got way too many to really get attached to stuff. Um, but now the stealth was great. The combat was was really good once you sort of get used to it. Um, yeah. And like just all the different outposts and all the different missions that you could do. Like I just I had a blast with it. And then like climb the fucking pyramid in the middle of Giza. Like yeah, man. That was amazing. <laughs> Just stand on top of a pyramid looking out going, this world is both huge and it looks incredible. And I don't even have an Xbox One X. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. Sorry. I knew How you is that number that. nine? Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I can't scream and shout at you no, just yet. You Maybe can't, a bit no. later. Well, um, give it a few more numbers, but I'm... Sure you'll yeah, I'm sure. Beat me to um, death with my microphone. <laughs> Number nine for me uh, is Fortnite. Uh, most importantly to say here, Fortnite it only the battle royale mode. I never actually got round to playing um, the 
build up and horde mode types uh, game the actual game before they copied PUBG. um fortnite is a game i think i've i love the battle royale series now genre i should say um as most people know i played fortnite way more than i suspected to i boycotted it for a very long time before touching the game and then once i did touch it it's just different enough to PUBG that and it's just more it's more colorful and it runs way better than PUBG. it doesn't have the same intensity as PUBG, but it's still such a great game worth playing worth putting a little bit of time especially for free um can't argue great with that to get a, yeah no exactly um just so much fun I, I really did have a great time with fortnite the board the building mechanic at first really annoyed me in the game um because it didn't make sense to me then you learn it and you learn about weapon colors and you learn this and you learn that and yeah it's just it's a lot of fun but um that's definitely number one uh number nine sorry one um no i fell asleep number nine nine on my list yeah number eight number eight i've got south park the fractured Mm. butthole okay it's basically the, the sick of truth, except it's about superheroes. But the big change was the combat was a lot better in this one. Yeah. Um, instead of it just being like a really kind of almost lame standard JRPG thing, they they made it good by having it be on that grid and yeah. you're hitting like different squares, not necessarily just the ones that are in front of you. Um, the story probably wasn't as good as the last game and the the um the characters and everything probably wasn't as good as the last game because the last game was surprising right no one thought that the That's... stick of truth was gonna be amazing and it, yeah it was um so it probably lost out a little bit because it didn't have that sort of awareness but the be the combat being so much more improved definitely like kept it up there for okay. me okay okay i'll let it go i'll let it go <laughs> All right, my number eight is Walking Dead Season 3, The New Frontier. Um, Not the story we wanted, but the story we got nonetheless. Um, Obviously, Walking Dead Season 3, I'm going to say spoilers here. Um, You play, I'll try my hardest not to spoil it fully, but, you know. You play as, um, what's his name? Oh, God. No idea. (laughs) I had it, and now I've lost it. Oh, my goodness gracious me. It's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Javier, ha, uh, Javier, I think that's his name. Um, and he tells a story in the world that you wasn't expecting. You didn't, you didn't know you was going to get this. Um, you knew he was going to play other characters other than Clementine, but you wasn't sure what you was getting. You got a story about a family that encounters clementine along her journey but you're not controlling that journey but you can still have an influence on her in a way that i play the walking dead because of clementine that's why i play those games they tell interesting and dramatic and exciting stories um we can have the argument whether it's a game or not but um it is it is yeah but um for me that that the story was good enough. It wasn't where I wanted it to go to get it obviously higher on my list, but it still told a story that I didn't know I wanted in that world, but was still interesting enough to get it. Um, it still had those moments where you have t- you have two decisions, and you're like, 
I know who I'm saving, and then it makes you go for the other person at the last minute. You're like, what? I hated that person this whole time. Um, but most importantly, like I say, just interacting with Clementine in a different way where you cannot control her responses. Like, she can say what she wants to you, and you sort of take that to heart. Mm. Because you're like, that's not how I would have said that. Or that's not what my Clementine would do. But that is your Clementine. You've got her to this point. You've got her experience in having these life experiences to this point. So, uh, yeah. That is number eight. Fair enough. Number seven, Number seven. Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment. That's a DLC, right? It's a standalone expansion. Cool. Uh, Not like just a DLC campaign. It's a standalone thing. Um, otherwise I wouldn't have put it in but no I mean it's more Shovel Knight it's the NES era classic platforming action game Um, but with a twist you're not playing obviously the Shovel Knight you're playing the other knight (laughs) 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 shit Um, the guy looks like the Grim Reaper instead of bouncing on top of people's heads with a shovel you've got the slash attacks Um, so it's kind of like it goes through the same stages and the same levels as uh, Shovel Knight with the same bosses, but it remixes them for the different traversal abilities and the different abilities that the Spectre Knight has. That's where the name comes from, Spectre of Torment. I just remembered it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you, you end up playing them in like completely different ways, and it's still one of the best action platformers that's come out in the last five years, and... It's great to just get another piece of that. Mm, okay, okay. I'll let it. I'll let it slide. Um, next for me is Madden eighteen. Nah, you might be saying to yourself, "How on earth did a Madden game get on this list?" Because it's got a great story. The long shot mode has no business being as good as it is. Um, the long shot mode takes you on a journey of a uh, of Dave, David Wade, um, who's the star, it turns out, is trying out uh, in for the NFL, gets, doesn't get in, then he gets one more shot in this, this thing, he gets put into a TV show where he has to compete. Again, you're not expecting any of this, you're expecting a normal, generic, oh, I've been drafted to the NFL, and then my story from rookie to Hall of Famer, that's what I was expecting anyway. Yeah. And that's not what you got. You got a story of being screwed over and <laughs> in a sports story. It felt like the game had a lot of time, a lot of care. Um, and I it done the exact opposite of what FIFA done for me. If anyone's played the FIFA career modes, where the FIFA career mode stuck around too long. And you have to play way too many matches and it's four matches. And it tells a story that I still want, but it's nowhere near as good as uh, Longshot. Where long shot doesn't make you play a full match once in the story mode. If you want to go play a full match of Madden, go play Exhibition, go play Ultimate Team, go play online. This is something totally different. This has mini games and has you running drills, has you calling plays, has you doing all sorts of things that someone who's into American football but not into it, into it like that was super interesting. Like you could learn so much from just playing this. And that's that was interesting. It just it had it had a different feel to it for a sports game. Something I wasn't expecting. Something that emotionally got me 
and you don't expect to get that in the sports story either. Like at the end where you're not sure if your friend's going to get drafted and there's three different endings where you could be drafted and your friend couldn't be drafted or you could both get drafted. And I got uh, got the one where only I got drafted. Ouch. And yeah, it's crazy. It's great. There's a very definitive um, moment where you throw the ball to him for a touchdown or not. And if you do it, he gets drafted. If you don't, you get drafted. And then, like, there's a hover, there's other things, like, throughout the whole show of your rating and stuff. And, uh, yeah, just super, super, super interesting. That was crazy, fun, and enjoyable. Did not expect to have as much fun as I did with that story mode. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Honestly, it was. It was. It was one of those ones that it's just you weren't you weren't ready for that i I personally was not ready for a madden game to to take over and have Haley sat next to me the whole time like wanting to know every single moment like do not play this without me i need to hear this story like i say stuck around i think it's about five or six hours long which is perfect yeah a lot of fun you got me really hyped hoping they put it in ahl now (laughs) <laughs> I want my story more than the NHL. The, the other thing about Madden also is there is another game under that, which is the Madden game. Yeah, the rest Which of it. is form- phenomenal anyway. It's still more Madden, just like it's more FIFA, just like it's more NBA type thing. But it's still a great game. But the, the story mode alone really put Madden above this year. Good stuff. Six. Six. I have a little indie game called Night in the Woods. Ooh, okay. Uh, which was okay. released straight back in. I think we talked about it on a podcast not long ago. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, it's a very different kind of story for video games to take on. Um, which is? Which is, you basically you are playing as um, Mae Borowski, um, who she's just dropped out of college. She's gone back to her hometown. Um, but everything's like everything's changed. Like everything's Because it's a small, one of those small American rural towns. So yeah. like all the small businesses are closing down, and everybody's getting disillusioned, and everybody's getting fucked over. There's targets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very much like if you've ever felt like a bit adrift or a bit lost in life, mm. you're probably gonna find something in this story that'll resonate with you. Um, beyond like, there's like an overarching story where like someone's gone missing, and you've got to try and figure out where they are, stuff like that. And it's a fine enough story, but it's more about sort of this like. There's like four or five main characters, and it's sort of about how they interact with each other. Um, just trying to struggle through, like, a bit of a shitty hometown life. That I to play this. really res- yeah, really, really like clicked. Um, and like I, I've the, the thing about game of the year discussions is like games that get released earlier in the year. Sometimes you can kind of forget a lot of the deals about them Mm -hmm. um so you'll be thinking in like february oh this game i'm gonna totally be talking about it at game of the year and then you forget so many of the deals you think well why did i love it so much but with night in the woods it's like i've always remembered like certain scenes and certain things that happen where it's always like yeah that's why and yeah it's definitely uh worthy of being in my top 10 i think Mm. okay okay and yeah number six for me (laughs) i think yeah i will i will yeah Destiny 2, a game that I really enjoyed. I had a lot of fun with um, probably the probably the best shooter I played this year. Um, just the gameplay mechanics the, the, was really good. They did a better job of a story this time around. Still 
makes no sense to me, honestly. But a better story. Um, the grand to me was a lot more fun. The grand to me um, was more achievable. Uh, it, it it was a little bit more self-explanatory. You need this, you do this, you get this, you run this. Where Destiny uh, 1, I felt like I was just running the thing and being like, I got nothing to show for it. Like, literally nothing. At least this way, with the tokens, you knew when you were earning something to hand them into this guy that might or might not give you something good. That's the luck of the draw. Um, again, the, the, like I said, the gameplay is where this one's at. I don't think I played a better shooter mechanically this year than Destiny, even over Call of Duty this year, where Call of Duty does have phenomenal gunplay. There's no, there's no, there's no jokes aside. That is ridiculous. Good, good gunplay. But Destiny this year was and is amazing. Bungie did a great job with the soundtrack. Um, the world felt really good in parts. Like I say, they still haven't knocked it out of the park with a story with me. They still haven't. I still. The one thing it's hard, yeah, because I. This is something I complain that I complain to people about where I say that game for me is so annoying because it feels like there's not that much content there, but there is. That's the thing. It's just you grind it out. I did a 24 hour live stream. Like, what do I expect? I played it for 24 hours straight. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're so we get so wrapped up and selfish with games. You forget they have to stop at some point. And um, people are making these things. They're not just made by themselves and then just like, poof, it's there. So um, the one thing that I'm sort of selfish with, there's, there's not a ton of content. I still didn't get to raid again, which frustrates me so much that I didn't get to actually do the raid. Um, but other than that, the game was so much fun. They're just, yeah, so much fun. Number five. Number five. Wolfenstein 2. The New Ooh, Colossus. Okay. Really enjoyable game. I'm playing number one today. I'm going to play the first <laughs> one so I can get to this. So talk to me. Yeah, I'm just going to keep talking about it until you actually get to it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to. No, really, really enjoyable game. So, somehow surprisingly really relevant in 2018, I guess now. Yeah. Um, but superb story, excellent characters, which is like, it was a surprise in the New Order because that's that game had an excellent story and really really good characters on top of like good first person shooting mechanics which is what you would just expect from a Wolfenstein game um, yeah. and this New Colossus is the same it's crazier uh, it's sadder in parts it's funnier and there's some issues with the AI being incredibly dumb like the enemies are more bullet spongy as opposed to actually being difficult to to kill um, to but, kill, the, yeah. but no it's, it's a solid solid first person shooter that I had a lot of fun with Mm. Mm. I never got to it. I just enjoy killing Nazis in video Nazis. games. Yeah, I get that. Practically, and just, just keep them not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number five on my list is South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Again, same as you. Uh, I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. Clearly, um, I like crude humor. I like South Park humor. I love the show. Um, I watched the show religiously, obviously, like most people, like a lot of people, I should say. Um, for me, they did a great job of continuing the story of the new kid. 
uh they did a great job of social uh <laughs> social commentary of transgender and i loved everything about equal rights and stuff like that like you play as a black guy you earn less this you do those type of aspects of the game uh, there's so much there's so much to it the one thing about that game that I spoiled for myself is I played it in little parts where I would have enjoyed the game way more if I just played it like I usually play games. So I did myself a disservice there. Um, but apart from that, it's still, I agree with you. It didn't have that shock value that like the first game had because we'd already experienced it. So we knew what we was getting. But I do enjoy superheroes way more than I do um, like the myth fantasy mythology yeah. types like fantasy types i should say fantasy type stuff so for that that was amazing for me i love going around taking selfies everyone figuring out how to take a selfie with people uh, just that game was so much fun i um the one thing they didn't do is they didn't have that that canada moment in this one uh-huh. i was expecting i was expecting that that again that that type of funny moment there but they, they did some they did some really good stuff that i enjoyed um everything with token just makes me laugh i think it's because i can relate a little bit and it just makes me laugh so much but yeah that's uh that's my number five good stuff no i, I really enjoyed it like as well i enjoyed uh, seven more games more though <laughs> so definitely number four uh another indie game i'd I've seen so many people pronounce this in so many different ways. I'm just going to pronounce it the way I've been pronouncing it for the last year. Um, it's called the Sexy Brutali. It's a um, okay. it's an isometric puzzle game. Because um, I can tell by your face that you already know, but I'll explain it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I totally know what this is. I'm googling that. Um, and basically, uh, you're in a casino called the Sexy Brutali, and all the guests get murdered. And it's about each. You have to stop each murder. By doing okay. like time travel, you've got time travel mechanics. So you get this special mask that allows you to rewind time. Now, yeah. the trick is that you can't be in the same room as a person. So you can't just run. If someone's going to get shot at like three o'clock, you can't just run in and stop the guy from shooting them. You've got to figure out how to do that with by affecting the environment. So you can only go into certain rooms when there's no one in there. And obviously everything happens on schedules oh sugar i played this at egx yes yeah. yeah it's fantastic I... okay oh interested well, it came out like summer time i want to say yeah um superb game absolutely superb just the way that the time travel stuff actually works and like you've just you like as you slowly sort of figure out how to save someone from dying yeah um it's just brilliant. Mm, okay. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I'll be honest with you. I, I, you you get you. that a lot with uh, with me as a co-host. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Um, cool. Number four for me is a game called The Evil Within 2. Never heard of it. Um, I enjoyed that game f- so much. Um, it was the sequel I wanted and more, which... I didn't know that I wanted. I went, I knew I wanted a sequel, and I knew a sequel was coming because the first game done well. Um, but it, it just it expanded that world so much more and gave characters a little bit more backstory and emotion. 
Sebastian was a character in the first game that didn't really show any emotion considering all this craziness was going on in his life. Um, he sort of just went, oh, okay, and I'll just get on with it. In this game, he understands what's going on, which helps him, but he still freaks out to certain aspects of it. And obviously Adney's daughter um, to it all makes him go a little bit crazy, act in a certain way and react in certain ways. Um, they had the, the, the cool kill camera guy, uh, one of the bosses in it, which was awesome. As you, I remember working, walking that, through that first corridor and just seeing that the dead body of the guy's slit throat and just seeing the blood splatter and then go back in and time like a time capsule and he's like, "Wow, this is cool. This is cool." And then the game opens up a little bit. Like I say, I, I explained it's not open world, but it definitely gives you room to explore the world. And go here, go there, find your weapons, like a good survival horror game does. But it doesn't keep you in a confined mansion or house. Or it gives you, you can go around the world. You can, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it just had a lot of fun. A lot, a lot, a lot of fun. I know you played it as well. I didn't enjoy it as much <sighs> as me. I couldn't get into it, but I did enjoy watching you play it on Twitch. Yeah, so. um, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Although, so that's why. Go on. My favorite thing that I saw from a game in 2017 was I saw it on Twitter. Someone posted the clip of from the Evil Within two, where it's seeing that guy in the basement and he's like, "It's evil out there, man." And then he goes, "But there's evil within too." And then they both like look at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how the they got that best. was an Easter egg. I don't know how they did that, but yeah, that was the best. Um, Fuck that was cool. <laughs> That's the good thing about video games, though, is they can do that type of thing. They can play around with certain things and just get away with it. It doesn't. It doesn't break the game. It doesn't break the immersion. No, just, it's just a funny Easter egg. Just to just to before we move on, do you think we get a number three? I, hope, I know this one didn't sell well. I hope so. Uh, Bethesda yeah. seemed incredibly committed to single player games, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there's some sort of contract between Mikami and Bethesda. Yeah, Tango Works worked yeah. on that one. They did a great job. Number three, what you got for me? Uh, number three, I have Injustice 2. Another game I missed. Not even a fighting because... game fan, <laughs> but yeah. loved it. Like, I like as far as Injustice 2 goes, I admit bias to being like a DC fanboy. So, I love DC comics, I love the DC characters. So, I love Injustice because it's all that. got all that stuff in it. Um, I love the fact mm-hmm. that it's like a what if tale, what if Superman was basically a dick. Um, instead of being like the ultimate good guy, he's like the ultimate bad guy. Um, okay. The fighting mechanics work for me. Like I, I can't like describe fighting mechanics very well because I'm not very good at fighting games and I don't play very many of them. So yeah, like, I don't know about like ex this and supers and reversals and whatever else is and normally in fighting games. But I pick up mm-hmm. a controller and I play Injustice Two and I have a lot of fun. <laughs> Fair and the fact that it's got the uh, outside of like this really awesome story mode with like fucking like you'd think almost at times it was like a normal like story driven game whereas like oh, okay it's got like the cutscenes in between all this stuff and then there's like actually like narrative happening um the it's got the multiverse mode so i can just keep playing it single player so once i'm finished with the campaign i'm still enjoying it i can still play it without having to either replay the campaign or go online and get my ass kicked by people yeah cool I, again I, I'm a Marvel fanboy and I still didn't even get Marvel vs. Capcom so that says a lot when, and I really want it and I still want to play it I just didn't get to it and um, at the time 
of Injustice 2, I was still boycotting DC because I just I didn't get it. The only DC film I'd seen at that point when it came out was Suicide Squad, Ooh. which which I enjoyed. It was fine. It wasn't amazing, obviously, but it was fine. It has problems, but it was fine. Um, to be fair, that, at, at that point, there wasn't exactly a great DC universe film to... No, and then I saw Wonder Woman and started to enjoy the series, and I went back and watched Batman v Superman, and now I've seen um, Justice League as well. So I'm more inclined to play that game now than I would have been when the game came out. So, yeah. Number three for me. I know it's just come out on the Xbox, but it is PUBG. Number three, PUBG. Is this game in good state? No. Is this game does this game rubber bands? Yes. Will this game absolutely destroy your VCR player being an Xbox One? Yes. Does this game have problems? One thousand percent. Is this game fun? Oh my god, yes. I have got I think about a hundred and fifty hours on console now. Fucking hell. And, it only came out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and Oh, it's so good. So good. It, like I said, it's not the same as the PC version. There are new rules to that world, which is like, if you get to the final 10, more than likely you're going to be having to dodge cars because everyone wants to be a fucking rally driver for no reason. But man, if you own an Xbox One and you don't have this game, you're missing that. Mr. Moody finally got the game. Um, after boycotting and saying how it doesn't look fun, he doesn't enjoy watching it, he doesn't this, he doesn't that. And he says he still doesn't think it's amazing like the way we go on about it, or some people go on about it, but he gets the appeal now he's played it. And I do think once you play and you start getting good, that's when the bug hits. It's not the start, it's not the beginning part. The beginning is the hardest part of learning which ammo type goes in what, going through the menu, especially with a controller. Um... There's a ton. Learning the spots to drop, learning how to kill people, looking around corners, etc, etc, etc. But when you do get it all, and it clicks, and you can just go on killing sprees like I did today and got my solo chicken dinner, like I do at least once a day, jumped in, I was just walking around killing people for fun. And you do, you feel like such a badass when you get a kill, no matter how easy or hard it is, you feel like you achieve something. So, yeah. There you go. Boom. Number three, pub. G. Number two, what you got? Resident Evil 7. Wow! <laughs> wow, that high? That high. I Go on, then. fucking loved Resident Evil 7. Um, I just loved it. Like, so many modern Resident Evil games, I know they're all modern, but... Um, yeah, I know what you mean. They, like, are just disappointing. For like well, a by modern you mean five and six, five, right? six, yeah, yeah. Umbra- like even the ex- like umbrella, umbrella calls, calls. Operation Racket yeah. City, stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. for me, Resident Evil is always about exploring the mansion or exploring the police station, um, yeah. or the laboratory oh. stuff like that. So like you go to this mansion in Resident Evil Seven, and it's like being back in the old games because after the introduction bit. Um, once you're actually exploring it's just like yeah you, you go and some doors are locked and then you've got to solve this puzzle to get a mm-hmm. key to then go into these other doors and then you go to somewhere else and then you've explored that come back and like I, I loved it like for that for that reason alone like i probably would have liked it more if it had been or i probably would have liked it in period if 
it had connected in more ways to the series as a whole, like you were saying yeah. before. But nah, man, like just as a gameplay experience, like as it it was exactly what I guess I needed from Resident Evil after some of the uh, previous entries. Okay, okay, I can I can live with that. I can live with that. Um, number two for me is Cuphead. Uh, sorry, go on. Cuphead, obviously, my problem with Cuphead and why it's not number one and it's number two is the game is too difficult. And that is the appeal to some people, but isn't to some others like me. Cuphead is a phenomenal game with phenomenal art, with phenomenal uh, sand, with phenomenal gameplay, with great platforming, with everything. It has Everything that makes a, a, a 10 out of 10 game for me, except for the fact the game is too hard. And for me, that is a, a block. That's a huge blockage to someone like me who... I love the game. I love the way it looks. But I can play that game for one hour. Like, literally, we're doing the Let's Play series right now. If you want to go watch it, youtube.com slash mcfixer. Um, me and Hedley are playing through the game together co-op here. And um, I just can't play that game for more than an hour. And if I do, I get angry and I get frustrated. And don't get me wrong. Yes, that's because of my own skill. Because the game does a great job of teaching you how to beat the bots. And then you need to do it. But that game just gets me so angry. And not like in a, like a Call of Duty angry. Where you die and you respawn again, don't you? Straight away. That game frustrates the hell out of me and gets me so angry that I just can't put it as my number one that that is they needed to I heard there was always rumblings that they were going to do uh an easy mode and they did the regular and simple mode but that takes away from the game if you put it on simple because the bosses are not as long and it's not because I didn't see I did it on simple and I'm like it's still challenging it's just not as long, but it takes away from the actual game. That's why I have to play that on regular. But it needs an easy mode. It needs an in-between mode between the two, where the levels are still as long and still as much, so fun, but the bosses are a little bit easier uh, towards the end. Um, yeah, that's my two bobs, but damn. I'm literally, I'm on, I'm, I can tell you where I'm at on the game. I've just finished World 1, and and that was like, yes, oh my god, we finished World 1. But I am so not compelled to do World 2. If I wasn't doing a Let's Play series for this game, I wouldn't finish it. But that doesn't take away from how amazing the game is from what I have played. Yeah. So, number two. Gary, so I guess what's your number one? I just keep talking about Cuphead, yeah? <laughs> keep going, mate. Keep going. Uh, no, well, everything you said is spot on. Um, art style, soundtrack, sound effects, the whole package. Like that. I mean, and that's one of the... that That is like... Plus, with the platforming and how well the gameplay is designed, that's why it's my Xbox game of the year. Um, like, I've never, I've never been put off by difficult games. Um, like, I love things like Dark Souls. Um, love them. Um, Bloodborne, Neo, Ninja Gaiden back in the day. Um, yeah. But the, like, I think you're right in terms of difficulty. I think there should be a, an easy because, but between regular and simple. Like it's not actually any easier on simple. It just removes no. certain stages from the boss fight, but the other stages that you're still encountering are still just as difficult 
mm-hmm. as they would be if you were playing it on regular. And for some reason, you, you can't actually finish the game on simple anyway, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always think that these kind of games should have an easier difficulty mode because it's not going to affect me. I'm still going to play it on regular, but yeah. it could let you play the game and actually really enjoy the game. Exactly. And then put it in its rightful place at the number one spot on the year. Mm. My Xbox and me mm. game of the year mm. podcast. Don't worry. But... There's still more to come. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, absolutely phenomenal game. Like I knew I was going to like it because I played it a couple of times at EGX before it actually came out, but I had no idea I was just going to like be that addicted to it. I finished it in like, a few days. Like, yeah. and that obviously wasn't a short amount of time because, like, when you finish a boss fight, it took like it takes like two minutes when you do it successfully. But there's like yeah. the hour and a half behind you of like actually like getting to that point where you can beat it. That's what I love when I'm cutting up the let's plays. It's like, oh, it took you two minutes to finish this level. I'm like, but that took me an hour to get to that point. <laughs> like, it took me four hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's like lying. no. Yeah, no, I so, can't. The, I just can't. I, I love the creativity of some of the boss fights, but my god, like, I'm surprised that this thing is still in one piece. Like, yeah. from some of those later boss fights, like I tell you. Again, the game is just so. Oh, and then it has so many yes, but it has so many more. Oh, and that I don't like games to make me feel that way. I play games for enjoyment. I don't play it to be frustrated. I don't play it to be angry. I do not play it to not smile. That's I play games for escapism. And the game does a great job in the world of letting me escape there, but it doesn't do a great job of scaling to my level. And that's what I think they need to improve on for the second one, personally. Fair enough. Number one, there is no surprise here which number one is on my list. And it is, of course, Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins would be is the game that caught me by surprise the most. I didn't even buy the game. Haley did. Um, I wasn't going to pick it up because it's another Assassin's Creed game. I saw certain people out there on the interweb saying how good it is and how they enjoyed it, even though they didn't enjoy previous Assassin's Creed games. Um, for anyone who wants to know my history on Assassin's Creed, it's t- one, two... Uh, I played a tiny bit of Unity. This... And this game, I've said it on the podcast before, but if you're only just listening for the first time, this game to me just took me to a whole new world. A whole new world. A whole new world. I couldn't help myself. Um, Where it just, I wanted to learn more about Egypt. I want to know more about the characters. I want, I I like the characters. Um, It, made me cry a few times it just it had everything for me this game and this is the only game this year that really 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 resonated with me like this where i just wanted to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing and there was plenty of times i had those nights where i'm up just hunting like i I was i remember being in a party with crash a couple of times he's like oh what are you playing do you want to play something i'm like no i'm hunting assassin's creed he's like you're still doing that i'm like yeah, I must have been. I didn't get out of that prologue area for at least two, three hours. Just because I was going around the world and hunting animals and upgrading my stuff and getting new weapons and helping this person out and talking to this kid and, oh, just so, so, so much fun. And the, obviously, I've not played it on my ex yet, but 
The world looked beautiful. It sounded beautiful. It just, everything was right with the game. There was obviously glitches, which is a shame, but that's every game nowadays. Do have problems, do have glitches. But there was only, the only thing I disliked about that game was the opening, the mission where you have to look at the bits, you have to look up at the stars and align all the dots. That's the only thing I didn't like. And even that, when you take too long to do it, it shows you where to go. So I'm like, you know what? You got me. You got me. I'm down for that. No problem. Gary. Fix. We have got Assassin's Creed on our list together. South Park on our list together. Um, Resident Evil on our list together. Three games of ten. Cuphead. Cuphead, sorry. Cuphead on our list together. So four games. Yo. Let's start. We're gonna do a top five between us. All right. The my Xbox and me top five games of 2017. Could be the one where we fall out. <laughs> number five. Hmm. Where are you gonna go? Number five. Well, I guess I guess we've got a top four. Uh... Well, so the top. Well, well, if we start at one, we're gonna go Cuphead. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with okay that. with that um, as our game of the I'm year. My Xbox and me's game of the year, Cuphead. Okay. Told you so. It was the only exclusive <laughs> that done well this year. The only exclusive uh, that I cared about, yeah. I didn't care about Halo Wars 2, I didn't care about Forza Horizon 7, and I didn't care about Super Lucky Towers. Um, I suppose next would be we, PUBG. We, we, we probably, we probably should have played, one of us probably should have played Super Lucky's Tale. Like. <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, we'll get, I was gonna, but I didn't. We'll do it better next time. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, Carphead number one. Yeah. What's number two then? I'm happy with Assassin's Creed. At number yeah? two. Yeah. Because I so, like, okay. I, because I, I did enjoy it, and obviously, like the passion that you have for it, like I'm perfectly happy putting that in at number two. Okay. Number three. Mm, number three. That's a tough one. That's where it gets a bit tougher. <laughs> South Park? Um, I think there's probably more of a consensus on South Park than there is on Resident Evil between Oh, the Res? If this was in... This... I, I would go... As much as I didn't love Resident Evil for the reason of it yeah. not being a Resident Evil game, it's still a quality game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, everything on this... My top ten is like quality, yeah. A quality game, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But I could definitely, if you're okay, so you're you're two. And my, no, my we team. can go res. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we'll go res seven. That's fine with me. And then South Park. And then South Park. And then. <laughs> what was your? And then we don't match up. Yeah. What was your three? Uh, Assassin's Creed, Cuphead, PUBG, PUBG. and yours was. Injustice. Uh, Cuphead, Resident Evil, Injustice. Yeah, yeah those are two very different games. <laughs> well, to be fair, I didn't play Injustice, and PUBG is an early access. So, if it's going to be as good as the PC version, it's going to be good. Yeah, but it's not good right now. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it to you. 
Nice. Oh, I don't like being outvoted like this. I didn't vote. <laughs> I know, but I can feel it in my head saying you've got to give it to the game that's actually out, Corey, not the one in early access. <laughs> oh, all right, our top five. Injustice 2, South Park, Resident Evil 7, Assassin's Creed, and Game of the Year 2017 for my Xbox and me going up with Tomb Raider and Fallout 4, I believe. Cuphead. Woo! Good job, guys. You did it. Congratulations. Congratulations, what Cuphead. You did it. Very good game. Very, very, very good game. Like I said, ton of fun. Ton of fun. Beautiful art style. We won't see a sequel for at least another three years. It'll be a long time before we get the sequel. Um, and they deserve all uh, M. Is it sorry? M D H R. Yeah. H R deserve everything they're getting right now. The game just sold over two million copies on Steam and uh, Xbox. They made the right choice, I think, going with Xbox as well. Hundred yeah, um, percent. Xbox did the thing, right thing, the way they marketed it, marketed it. They showed it off. They showed boss battles. They were like, it needs more than that. They went back. They took it away for a while. They come back and boom, we have the product we have now. Um, the Hauser brothers deserve, and the whole Hauser family that worked on the game. Congratulations! Thank you so much for all the enjoyment on the game. Um, and uh, I cannot wait for a sequel if we get one. Which do you think we get one? Do you yeah, think we get a sequel? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Green lit straight away. Yeah. Okay. And they're already working on it. Not like making it. I think they're already planning it. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Um. Well, that was topic of the show. <laughs> <laughs> was the whole show? How about we get into? <laughs> how about we get into the news real quickly? Uh, first piece of news: We have Microsoft discontinues Xbox One X Connect adapter. Uh, Microsoft has ended production of the Connect adapter, the USB accessory that requires you to connect the Xbox One Connect to the Xbox One S. Um, after the quote is sorry, after careful consideration, we decided to stop manufacturing the Xbox Connect adapter to focus attention on launching new, higher fan requested gaming accessories across Xbox One and Windows 10. <sighs> Rest in peace, Connect. You have officially died. Yeah, you were very occasionally useful. When I couldn't be asked getting up, but I remember thinking I bought. I've had two connects in my life: one, oh, the original yeah, connect same. on 360 for UFC, and working out and being like, "This is amazing achievements! I'm gonna do this every day." And then realizing that I had to go downstairs in my front room to use it because there was no room in my bedroom. Yeah. And being like, "Oh, okay, uh, this doesn't help me much." And uh, secondly, obviously, I bought the Xbox One X, uh, the Xbox One, and it come with it, and I had to pay the extra £100 or whatever it was to get it. But I remember thinking, yeah, I like this. Xbox On and Xbox Pause and, oh, I'm going to use this. And if you can't see, if you listen to the audio, I'm waving my hand in front of the camera. And it just so wasn't what we what we needed or wanted. The, the games. It really, really wasn't. There was a, there was a Fantasia game. That for it, yep. that was amazing. That was really, really good. But apart from that, no, I can't think of a single game that I played and enjoyed. Um, yeah, I can't argue. Um, I can't argue. 
I mean, it was great in the early days to say Xbox record that, but now I'm using like, oh, a capture yeah. card. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, next piece of news, Torok may be finally coming to Xbox One X. Uh, the Peggy have rated it. Uh, the game was released earlier on Steam about a year ago. Um, it is the N64 version of the game. I think it's been higher res and stuff like that for PC. And I think the, the rating balls have gone through, so it's going to be coming to Xbox, we believe. Um, did you ever play Torok on the N64? No, I remember man. playing it. I remember my friend had it. That's about oh, it was one of those games I loved. I loved Torok. It was like that golden, obviously Goldeneye, that, um, Digicom Racing, and uh, Mario Kart. Those were like the games me, my dad, my my brother used to get it at around my at around my nan's house and we used to just play and just kill each other. It used to be so much fun. Um next piece of news, and again, there's not much, so I'm scraping here, I'm not gonna lie to you. Online free roaming coming to uh in the twenty eighteen for Need for Speed new game. So you'll be able to online free roam to your heart is content. UK charts, we have number one, Call of Duty, number two, FIFA, number three, Star Wars, number four, Assassin's Creed Origins, number five, Grand Theft Auto, number six, Mario Odyssey, I I can can't, it says something else on my screen, Uh, number seven, The Sims 4, number eight, Gran Turismo, number eight, um, number nine, Jesus, maybe I can't count, Mario Kart Deluxe, and number ten, Zoda, The Breath of the Wild. So, Call of Duty. FIFA, Star Wars, Call of Duty is still doing amazing. Still doing the business. Games with Gold. You have The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing, January 1st to January 31st. Zombie, spelled over I, January 16th to February 15th. On the 360 side of things, being backwards compatible, you have Tomb Raider, Underworld from January 1st to January 15th. And Army of Two, January 16th to January 31st. Gary. Let's get into Fixer's Sack. You take the first I one. I love right? getting into Fixer's Sack. I know you do. Love it. Fix mm-hmm. and Gary. <laughs> Keeping it together until Yow. you said that. <laughs> Happy New Year. My Xbox exclusive game of the year is Cuphead. Us too. Us too. My cross-platform <laughs> game of the year is Thimbleweed Park. Matt from Gamertag, yep. Lil Smitty. That's L I L space S M I Y. Yep, we we agree with you on the Cuphead front of things. I never played the Thimbleweed nope. part. I heard good things about it, but it was a game that I just never found the time to play. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm there with you. Unfortunately, I missed it. Uh, mm. Is it worth playing, Matt? Email in yeah. my me podcast at gmail.com. If it's worth playing, use it. Tell us. Yeah, definitely. We've got time on our hands. Yeah, right now there's a little bit of time to get back to games that we may have missed. So I'm definitely down to try something if it's good. Uh, first and foremost, happy new year and best of luck for 2018 and onwards. Wishing you and Haley and Gary all the best this year's chapter. Right, back to business. See you, which is something I say to this gentleman. My game of the year is a shock to myself, having never really liked any of the other uh, entries in the series. I decided to pick up Assassin's Creed Origins. What a brilliant game! The story is not the most engaging, but the pure setting looks 
mechanics of the game, I enjoyed it all. As someone who has little time to game due to the kids, I tend to steer away from RPGs and open world games as I don't have time to commit to them that they deserve. Assassin's Creed Origins, though, feels the perfect pick-up-and-play. Totally agree. I can turn it on, clear a few areas, and put it down. Till next time. Enjoying it that much, I am going... I'm also going for my first 1000G. I don't usually a 1000G, but found that this will help me get most out of the game. Nah, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't say 1000G, it, it says trophy. Say 1000G. I'm sorry. Audience, we have a PlayStation fan email in there. Um, so <sighs> should we just shut it all down now? or This is just done, yeah, isn't it? It's just over just with. <laughs> That's it. Um, no, I totally agree with you, Jimmy. Um, from cheers from Jimmy. Um, for me, I tried to explain it to Haley, and Haley just didn't. She's like, "Oh, I really want to play Assassin's Creed, but I've never got time." I was like, "You need to pick the game up, number one, because you can go in there, clear out an area, and turn off, done, and be done within half an hour. Like, you do not need to commit to that game in a way. Obviously, if you want to get for the story, you have to commit a little bit, but not." Not in the way I played it anyway. I played it clearing out area by area by area, getting the skins and upgrading and stuff like that. And that alone was fun. And then I got into the story. So, yeah. Do you want to take the next one? Agreed. Yeah, sure. I'll take the next one. Where are we? Happy 2018 MC Fixer. And Gary, hope you had a good 2017. That was all right. My fave Xbox. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Had some good moments. (laughs) Definitely. My fave Xbox games this year have been PUBG, Fortnite, and Sims 4. Been playing a lot of the old games, so not much new exclusive Xbox games for me apart from PUBG. I'm picking PUBG as my favourite as I know it's a big pile of rubber band and garbage but has so much potential and we can play as a community. Hope everyone has a great 2018. Love you all. Someone. There's no name. Xbox Stu. Xbox My bad. That's on me. Sorry, Stu. That's on me. That's on me. Um, yes, I again, we, we definitely sync up on the Battle Royale type games here, Stu, which is the PUBG, the Fortnite. Never did get to Sims 4 on the console. No. Um, I, I, do you know what? But, I never got to Sims 4 at all. I don't think I've ever played it. Oh, I've got it on PC. Never really put too much time into it. But we had to do a Let's Play series in it and then just never got around yeah. to it. Sounds like me. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you. It is a rubber bad in <laughs> pile of crap but the potential is out of this world when the new map comes it's going to be even better when the other new map comes it's going to be even better and yeah the fact we can play as a community is amazing so word last email hello you sexy lovers happy new year to you both 2018 will be the rise of mxam and words about games my question is what games do you think was underappreciated in 2017 also here are my top five games of 2017. One, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Two, Injustice 2. Three, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Four, Assassin's Creed Origins. Five, Resident Evil 7. Honorable Mentions, Walking Dead New Frontier, South Park The Fractured Butthole, and Formula 1 2017. Your fan and lover, Mr. Moody. Um, Mr. Moody, I'm with you. Your list is is pretty solid. I gotta be honest. We got it. I feel like we got it pretty right, Gareth. If I'm being honest with that top I think five, you nailed it personally. Well, Cuphead, Assassin's Creed, yep. Red, South Park, Injustice, yep. and Mr. Moody here. 
has got Injustice, Assassin's Creed, and Resident Evil all on there. So, I think we've done all right. I think we've done all right. I think we're pretty good at this. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, games that were unappreciated in 2017. Have you got any on the tip of your tongue that you just know that were super unappreciative? Prated? Sorry. No. <laughs> no? No. I, um... That's fine. I think, for me, there's there's a couple. Again, the more and more I hear about people talking how great Assassin's Creed is, it's lovely to hear because I wasn't hearing it before. And I did say a couple of weeks ago I thought it was unappreciated. It was unappreciated. Um, out of all of that, I would say probably... It's hard to say, considering it's gone now, but Marvel Heroes Omega was so much fun when it was here, um, which was clearly unappreciated because it's gone away. And free-to-play is just not not the market, clearly, for MMOs. You've got to charge a subscription. I'm going to say Shadow of War as well. I enjoyed Shadow of War. I had a lot of fun with it. It did. I did hit that point where you had to grind, grind, grind to get to the ending, which I didn't do in the end, which I will do at some point. That's what YouTube's but... for, man. <sighs> I can't. That's not me. That's not me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really think there's many that... I feel like games nowadays don't really go like that. There's no game... Again, I've played so many AAA games this year, which I've learned, that I won't be doing last year, I should say, sorry, that I won't be doing this year, where I might play them, but I'm going to play smaller games as well. I didn't really get to play any good, smaller-type games yeah. that really... I was really bad on it this year. Even, like, Ruinar I played and didn't even finish because it was okay in the end. Um, like... What else is there? I played Friday the Thirteenth. That was the most disappointing game I played this year. Um, I think 2017 si- was definitely not the year to be okay. <laughs> like no, is that that's exactly? I totally agree with you. This year, I sort of played like games that I should have played the year before as well. Which I hope I don't do. Like I played Overcooked and I played all the Batman games and I played. Um, Dead Rising 4 DLC, which was pretty garbage as well. Um, but yeah, those type of games. So yeah. yeah, I feel like nowadays, with the amount of people that are talking about games, like everywhere um, on the internet, I feel like most games don't go underappreciated. Um, very few games think, yeah. fail to find at least a small niche audience that are talking about it, so... Yeah, I think the important thing there is everyone. Yeah, everyone has their audience. We are the Xbox audience. Um, if you're into JRPGs, there's someone out there that does that. If they're your PlayStation, there's someone that does that. If there's someone, there's, do you know what I mean? So nothing really goes underappreciative anymore because we've all got a subreddit or a Facebook group or a a Twitter post or a whatever it is. Um, yeah, there's nothing I could maybe Walking Dead season three, if anything. Um, I think a lot of people, again, watch those games but don't play them when those games have so much weight in your hands when you've got the controller more than just watching it. But, yeah. And maybe uh, Life is Strange. I, I Again, that's a game I watched before the storm. I watched that game and was like, that game is amazing. Yeah. You know what? So maybe, much fun. Maybe because neither... Did you play it before the storm? No, no. Neither did I. So maybe we could dance to Life is Strange before the storm. Yeah. yeah. Underappreciated yeah. by us. Definitely. Sorry. That's another one bites the dust. Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. I'm going to go first this week. You can go first next week. I have got a new podcast out. 
uh, that I would appreciate if you all went and listened to. It is me and my fiance Hayley. Um, it is called Fix and Friends. You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and of course on youtube.com slash mcfixer. Um, we, our first episode is how we actually fell in love. Um, the idea of the podcast is I get together, me and Hayley get together with our friends and talk about things. Um, we've learned that me and Hayley don't spend that much time together anymore uh, due to work commitments on her side and mine. So uh, we are carving out an hour, maybe an hour and a bit, a, a week to just talk about things that are not gaming related and not work related. Um, where we can talk about world news or films that we've watched or how things are going in life. Just all different stuff. More like a just sit down and talk type podcast. If you're interested in that type of thing and it's not gaming related, you know where to go. Like I said, iTunes and SoundCloud, uh, Fix and Friends is where it's at. So if you can do that and follow me on Twitter at MCFixer. Gary, what you got? Uh, my YouTube channel is about to come back online on the 8th of January. YouTube.com slash Words About Games UK. We just passed 200 subscribers uh, yesterday. Um, despite the fact that we haven't put any content out since mid late end of December. <laughs> so I don't know how YouTube works at all. Um <laughs> But uh, we've got a ton of videos coming up. Uh, we're going to try a couple of new different things. So it'd be nice to get some feedback on it. If anybody out there wants to go and watch some cool videos where I'm talking, hopefully my voice will have cleared up by the time I come to record the next set of videos. Um, so I don't sound like I've just had a cold. Yeah, I hear. I hear. Well, that is it this week. Thank you all for watching. Until next week, I'll love you, leave you, and see you all later. Bye.